Hit it, maestro. After the party, it's the after party. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. Yeah. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. We the one. Darkness, I rose up. Golden my soul, it's a gold rush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, it had been so long. I thought that you, it was going to be like crickets, but you are on point as per usual. It's the digital Uh oh. Uh oh. Hello? Hello? That sounded like that was transmitting from uh, Russia. This is <laughs> that, was, that was deep eddies. Oh, okay. What the hell is going on? One of the one of my tabs on my browser just start playing something random. All day. Well, long as it's the right tab and uh my business. I don't I don't visit Pornhub <laughs> on, on, on my laptop. <laughs> America's number one visited website. Um, this is the digital gumbo podcast episode 90 after potty number 23. The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. In fact, we would be offended if you were not at least offended at one of the things that we say during the course of this podcast. Nookie Bishop Jr., T. Petty, Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, how was the baseball game? (laughs) Y'all know I'm not a Nats fan. They got that ass whooped. It was seven to nothing in the first inning. Damn. The top of the first inning. Uh, but, you know, the, the game was good. The, um, the game, the company that I had was good. And the view was spectacular. So I had a good time. Then I sat on my balcony and drank the rest of the night. So it was top-notch experience for me. Okay. I heard the Nats had the peanut or the cotton candy man pitching, and that's why he gave up seven runs in the damn first inning. They I don't know like who trash. the hell that man was, but I was like, send him back. <laughs> Sorry to that man. <laughs> Sorry to that man. Mama, there goes that man. There goes that man. <laughs> Adrice Elbow, this is the time of the year that you fear the most. The kids is out of school. Tell me about the summer camp plan. Oh, what's up, Nick? What's up, T-Pat? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And, yes, school is out. And we definitely not ready. <laughs> we like, like, you know, we've been looking for summer camps. But the thing with the camps, they fill up super early and they're expensive. So I'm, I'm going to need the, um, the, the special um, Nookie Bishop camp for kids. <laughs> I'm doing it this year, every Friday, just Fridays. I can't take it. Hey, I'll take Give them NyQuil. (laughs) (laughs) You dip the popsicle in NyQuil? No, T. Patty, all the um, candy is like melatonin gummies. (laughs) Oh, this is delicious, children. Mm -hmm. When you wake up, I'll read your story, and then it's time for your mama or your daddy to come and get you somebody. You ain't staying here all weekend. That's for damn sure. That's what's up. Uh, I took a trip and then I took another trip. And even post-pandemic 2022 is too damn people for me. I went to Delaware, the first state. Um, I went with my um, godson, my sister, who's my godson's mother, our friend M, and of course, Mrs. Nook. We had a great time. The weather was great. Had uh, a chill out. Came home. And then uh, went uh, to Ohio. 
I got to see my baby nephew, Chunk, for the first time. He's uh, 11 months old. He'll be a year next month. His big sister, she's two, and she'll be three next month. So I got a chance to hang out with them, my sister-in-law, father-in-law, mother-in-law, whole damn family, and uh, Mrs. It's a great weekend. Also. Yeah, right. yeah. I stretched it into a week, so... Um, yeah, it's just too damn people for me out there. It's like I'm conscious of myself having a mask on. It was hot as hell that week. And, you know, I've learned to like calm my breathing, but it's just, it's just like, no, I like air conditioning and the confines of my house a little bit better than the outside world. I mean, you know, I'll try it again later on this summer. We'll see how it goes, but mm, outside is overrated right now. So we'll, we'll see how this goes the rest of the summer. So that's uh so that's what's up. All right, y'all. Um, we're gonna break into some funny stories first, and then we'll get to, into the news on the back end. Um, T Petty, we're gonna start with you. Uh, Geico, the government insurance, excuse me, the government employees insurance company. Not know if you knew. I didn't know if you knew that um, acronym, but yes, the government. Wait, wait, that's what that's what Geico stands for. The government government employees insurance company. Yes. I never knew that. Yeah, government employees insurance company, the gecko people, they have been ordered to pay a woman $5.2 million. Remember we talked about this? She had sex in a car, I believe in 2017, and contracted an STD, specifically in the court papers. It was uh, put out as the human papilloma virus, which uh, can cause cervical cancer. She has sex with a date in a car and she later contracted the HPV. She said that um, she was suing Geico because the sexual act occurred in the car and that the date should have let her know he knew beforehand that he had HPV, gave it to her, had sex in the car. She contracted the HPV and that because the act took place in the car, that his insurance coverage should cover her. And a Missouri court has ordered Geico to pay her $5.2 million. Assess the many parts of the story, T. Petty. So. <laughs> <laughs> parts. Uh, all right. So number one is 2022. Why are we having unprotected sex with people we're not married to? Facts. Or in a very, very committed relationship with. Like HIV been around almost my entire life. Well, at least since I was like 10 or so. Uh, and all those uh, STIs, the gifts to keep on giving, those have been around since long before that. Herpes, these uh, antibi antibiotic resistant strains of gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, like all this stuff. So I don't even know why. And, and T-Petty, don't forget about the Rona in tight, closed spaces. Yeah, like I just don't, <laughs> I don't even understand why anybody's having sex unprotected in this. Like, I just don't understand it. Number one. Mm. Number two, HPV. So men can be carriers of HPV and never have any symptoms at all. Another reason why y'all are problematic for us because y'all be carrying around shit and giving it to us and we have consequences and y'all just diddy bopping down to the next chick. But anyway, we're going to leave that alone for a second. But how would he know? It, most of the time it's asymptomatic in men. 
it's even asymptomatic in women. And I'm like, you really don't know until you go and get a pap smear and it comes back irregular. Is, is there a test for men? I guess, guess it's gotta be a test for men, right? I'm, I'm sure uh, it's gotta be a, a blood test, right? I haven't looked Maybe. it up. I gotta they look it up. have to take a swab or something to like get the cultures. But if you don't have any symptoms, why would you even get checked for that? I mean, you should. Everybody should be getting a full pa- a full SCI panel every year when you go for your physical. Black people go to the doctor, ask for it, because y'all know good and well y'all fucking. So go mm. ahead and just go ahead and get the panel. Like, let's stop playing ourselves. Okay, but anyway, how would he know that he had it? Like, it's not like he had like HIV or something or like herpes and was having an active flare up or something and knew about it and was had sex with you and transmitted the disease to you. So, so I, be, I believe in the court papers that they had established that he knew prior to meeting her know. and or having sex with her that and he, he knew that, that he was HPV positive. Okay, well, in that case, fuck him then. So he knew and he should have disclosed and worn a condom because that's disgusting. Uh, But I don't know why Geico is catching strays in any of this because they were not involved in the fucking, in the HPV getting, in any of it. So just because you had sex in the car, also, what are you, 13? Like, why are you having sex in the car? I just don't understand any of this. But I'm too old to be pretzeling my ass up in the backseat of anybody's car. So I just, I, it's, it's a whole lot of things going on that I don't understand. But most of all, I don't understand how and why Geico is getting caught up in this mess. Like they literally had nothing to do with this. And I'm sure it will be appealed. Mm-hmm. And they could probably win this appeal because this is ludicrous. Right. So, um, Dries, I'm going to turn it over to you. So the woman claimed that, so the act took place in the car and it's like, um, the, you know, when you have the rider, like you have the, the limits, you know, like, um, for bodily injury, she was saying that she wasn't involved in a crash, <laughs> but, um, that she contracted the disease while in the car, which was insured by Geico That's and that crazy. she should be covered by the rider for, you know, like if, if you hurt one person or hurt another person, um, that she should be covered under that. Also, um, Geico T. Petty, yes, is appealing. Um, they're saying that there was no crash. Um, you know, like the vehicle was not, mo- well, it was moving, but it wasn't moving like a moving violation when you get a ticket. And it, it was, was like rocking. The- it was rocking. It was it rocking. Was- like the- <laughs> okay, it wasn't rocking that much. Y'all the, car was, the car was parked. <laughs> I'm just, and they're but- saying that there was no collision involved uh, with right. the person. Or what another crazy. vehicle. What if, you, what if a girl get pregnant in the backseat of a car? Can God, does that that's what that's God, what got to pay for the abortion or something? Or that's the what that that's why they appealing. That's You're right. Ridiculous. That yeah. doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's why right. they're appealing. I, I, I think it all depends. It depends on what kind of car it is, right? Like <laughs> did the car like help him somehow convince her to have sex in it? Maybe it's the making a model of the car. Maybe something he did to it that made it look very attractive to her. That she was like, ooh, I want to have sex, you know, in this vehicle. Now, if that's the case, then it might have contributed to it. But if it's just a random car that is, you know, I, I don't get this one. But, you know, I, I don't see how they made that leap. Because if that's the case, then it's like you got house insurance. So if it happened in the house, you know, do you shoot? Do you um sue the um homeowners insurance 
or the renter's insurance, right? Like, I, that's, I, I can't make this leap. Mm. Liberty Mutual better be shook. They better be on. They ain't going to have no more of them emu commercials if, uh, you know, the judgment stands. So Geico about to go out of business if they don't um, win this appeal. Because can you imagine, like, there's all kinds of STDs contracted, cars, um, just people having random sex, the whole nine years, well, pregnancies. I'll tell, tell you right now, they done, they done changed the terms. It's a, it's a line written, written out right now that got updated on all the policies. So you can try that now if you want to. They already updated the policies electronically. It's, it's, a, it's a line on there. We do not play for any <laughs> bodily injury due to sex acts in vehicles. I know it's, I know it's written somewhere now in the policy. So here's I'm, my thing. Missouri, the same state where that fuck ass police officer was not convicted of anything related to Michael Brown, but a jury found that Geico was that's right. responsible to the tune of $5 million because right, got cervical warts in the backseat of a car. Mm. Wow. Out of here. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Missouri also home to our fame, our favorite uh, gun toting lawyers, the McCloskey's. Um, see another episode of the Digital Gumbo podcast uh, about that. Wait, but hey, I, hey, Missouri, the show me state. <laughs> they showed each other something. All right, they showing everything in Missouri. They, they showed, but I'm actually upset about this. I'm insured by the government employees insurance company, and my rates gonna go up because somebody, you know, gave you know an STD to somebody in the back of the car, like. I got to file me a claim before my policy is up. I'm filing for like anal glaucoma because I'm going to tell them I can't see my ass paying no higher rates if y'all lawyers ain't strong enough to uh, reverse and kill this $5.2 million verdict. I'm very yeah. upset about this. this but no, cool. did they ever say what kind of call it? Was it a band? Was it like a souped up something? Was it like a, was it a Bentley? I, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to understand what made this so much different than any other... Think maybe she just brought the lawsuit is the difference, but like yeah. I just can't see this. She this brought is ridiculous. The, I hope it was worth it, girl. Murray, she brought I the lawsuit. Two pumps of tickle and a squirt ended up with HPV for and and now what? And ultimately, she's not going to get a dime. Like there's no way this is going to stand because as it winds its way through the appeals court, which are increasingly conservative and side on this on the side of corporations. In this case, I happen to agree. She's not gonna get that five million dollars. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But but it is funny though. They do like insurance companies. They do get away with a lot of stuff with pay with not paying stuff. So it's a ton of stuff that happened, and they never pay out for it. So maybe so it's maybe, the universe maybe that's just balance it out. Yeah, maybe the uh, jury was like, you know, the motherfuckers did not cover X, Y, and Z. Let's stick mm -hmm. it to them. Yeah, they were like, yep. They were like, I hate that damn gecko. Take that damn gecko off my goddamn team. <laughs> Five million. If it was yep. so I would have voted against them because I hate those damn commercials. They are <laughs> fucking terrible. <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they never identify what type of car it is. Also, the plaintiff uh, was identified in the court papers as Mo, capital M, period, capital O, period. Uh, make your own joke about that. Oh, I was going to say Mo. I was like, ain't that a, ain't that a Baltimore thing? Wrong kind of mo. My bad. My bad, Baltimore. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
you listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, the podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics here in the United States of America and worldwide. Our full library of episodes, this is episode 90. Our full library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Download, follow, rate, review, and share and tell a friend today. Download, follow, rate, review, and share with a friend today. Uh, Drees, we are going to stay with this car theme. Florida man was receiving fellatio in the back of his car. He um, closed his eyes, went over the double yellow line, and crashed head-on, no pun intended, into a FedEx truck. Um, The young lady that he was with bit down on his penis, and um, yeah, they had to be rushed to the hospital. Uh, Florida man, head-on crash, FedEx truck. Take any of those parts of that story and break that down. Okay, this story started out like, okay, it was pretty good, but it ended pretty horrifically. And so, um, did was he dismembered? <laughs> he was not dismembered. He uh, did have a bite on his penis. Um, sorry to that man. But well, yeah. well, well I, I think he just needed to like count himself lucky. And <laughs> just like nobody died. He wasn't dismembered. That was, that's like, that's the blessing out of that. Like it started out as a wonderful thing and it went left. And it, that's usually how all Florida man stories go. So, so this one, it's, it's just a wash. <laughs> T. Petty, there is a, there's actually been three crashes of this sort in the last six months of this year or last uh, year um, overall that we know about. Um, assess the story, but also... If you're the FedEx man just making your deliveries, you in the building making the deliveries, and then you come out and see that your truck is crashed, how do you actually explain this to your boss? Listen, that happening is probably one of the least interesting things that happens to like a FedEx driver. The (laughs) shit that they must see is unreal. Um, Listen, far be it from me to dissuade people from automobile extracurricular activities but y'all just got to be safe like why are we performing fellatio in a moving car especially now you we're not going to get too graphic how and ever there's a lot happening at the same time you can't be expecting a man to concentrate on driving if he's getting his knob polished. So let's just, I mean, wait until you get to the stoplight or something. Yeah, so, you, you, can't, you can't drive while that's happening. But I also want to know what insurance do they have? And now I, I, I would agree, you got to pay for the medical too. bills. You got to pay for the <laughs> medical bills on that one. Because that's, you know, I think that's fair game right there. The car was moving. It was, yeah. they was driving. And it was a crash. And he got hurt. Well, I mean, he's definitely going to definitely have to pay for the damages to the FedEx truck. But you could arguably say that that was just negligence on his part, and they may not cover his stuff. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Never mind him. Was she injured or was whoever was performing this act, were they injured? Because getting into an accident with your head between the person's body and the steering wheel and the airbag going off, that seemed like they would be the ones that would that would be most interesting. Yeah, yeah. And she probably didn't have a seatbelt on because that, that risky thing, you ain't gonna, <laughs> you ain't gonna think about safety. Let me be safety. Yeah. So she was injured. 
he was injured. And then in the pictures, and we'll include a link to the story uh, in uh, the podcast notes, all the airbags went off. The steering wheel, the side curtain, front curtain, back curtain. Oh, uh, well, her head down there. That's, she, got a, she got a concussion. Yeah, she and hit, she, no she probably hit the back of her head things. against like the console or something. Or the steering wheel. Steering wheel. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, somebody and, should check on. Man, that, that's like a new definition of head right there. <laughs> you know what? Next story, please. And he closed his damn eyes and went and proceeded to crash into this FedEx truck. So I maybe they didn't, you know, on time, but uh, something to uh, definitely think about. T. Patty, we have not done one of these in a really long time, and I saved this one for you. It is an animal story. It is wild. Wait a minute. If, if this is about the elephant, this is one of my favorite stories. Yes, yes. Yes! Okay. I have, I have story. Okay. Finally, a user story I'm happy, or an animal story I'm happy to talk about. Let's okay. get into it. Do okay. it. Okay, okay. All right. Dateline India. A 70-year-old woman was getting water out of a well. An elephant escaped from a sanctuary, saw the woman, ran, charged, and trampled her to death. Sorry to that woman. Mm -hmm. Then the family was having last rites, like a funeral ceremony. I don't know how, if the elephant has Google or what, but the <laughs> elephant found out. He, he came to where they was having the last rite ceremony, took his trunk and his tusks, took the woman's body and threw it in the air. <laughs> what? Yes. And, oh um, and attacked her body uh, with the last rite ceremony. The elephant <laughs> ran away. They was able to retrieve the body and they went ahead and had the um, finished up the last rite ceremony. T. Patty, what in the <laughs> fuck did this lady or this lady's family members do to this goddamn elephant? Now, I don't mean to laugh at the woman getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, damn. Okay, okay, okay. So y'all know you, you know how gangster they gotta be for somebody to come back to the funeral. Who told the elephant where the ceremony was? How did the elephant know where the funeral was? That is wild. Okay, okay, okay. So y'all know Black Twitter is my news source, right? Mm -hmm. And the timeline was talking about this. Now, somebody has dug up allegedly that this woman used to throw like rocks and stuff at the elephant to distract it while the poachers came and like fucked up the other elephants in the little in the herd. Oh, wow. that's what I, heard. I don't know. Wow. I cannot confirm nor deny that that is true. But they say elephants, elephants don't forget. forget. And he saw her, fucked her up. Somehow heard through the grapevine where her funeral was, stopped by and fucked her up again. Like <laughs> that is so gangster. It's like I'm gonna kill mean, you and then I'm gonna come to the funeral and uh, mess it up. That's like stepping the weight, stepping the weight with blood on his shirt. Like he just showed up, was like, fuck you, girl. Let fuck you one more time. Let me just show you the depth of my disrespect. But she bad you the, the elephant was like, who gonna check me, boo? Who gonna check who, who, me? Who gonna check me? Can you imagine Nobody. you had a funeral and an elephant come in and toss the body hither, thither, and yawn, and then stomp on it again and leave? Huh? Ashes, ashes to ashes, <laughs> dust to dust, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. They trumpeting the shit on that ass. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
Where is she? I really, I mean, the woman is dead, but goddamn. The elephant was like, fuck your granny. (laughs) (laughs) Adris, the elephant trampled and killed the woman. And then at her funeral, came and charged it, took her and threw her carcass in the air. (laughs) Okay, it, it had to be something. It had to be something going on. Cause that, that ain't no normal, typical elephant behavior, right? Elephants use it, they they by themselves, they leave you alone, they don't want to be around people. But he caught her slipping. He's like, uh-huh, I, I remember. I caught you slipping in the well, boom, you gone. But that, it's like, I ain't done with it. I'm gonna come back and show you. Just, just I'm, I'm gonna be disrespectful with it. So like, it had to be something that was going on. Cause, the re- elephants just don't randomly do that. Mm, mm, mm. Damn. I mean, that's gangster. It's like, it, man, I it, that it don't forget. I would love to know what that elephant saw that triggered him and was like, you know what? There that bitch is right there. And when I get her, I'm gonna get her for old and for new. Like he man. Because he, he didn't go after other people in the funeral services, right? It's just like that's it was her. Just her. Can you imagine? Oh my mm. God. I, I mean, what would you do it if that happened at a funeral? Like, I've been to funerals where fights have broken out. Highly entertaining. I'll be like, it's going on world star. <laughs> I mean, you know, people get the like, 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 falling out. <laughs> but a wild animal this- showing up, wow, that's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Did not have that one on a bingo card for 2022. I did not. Wild elephants. Damn. That, ooh. Okay. Leave them elephants alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, poachers better beware. They better be on the lookout. This elephant's like, I'll bust out of, I busted out of the sanctuary and I'll bust out the sanctuary again. Fuck your granny. I'll get you before it's all over. I'm gonna live longer than you. Cause I'm gonna take, he just trampled her, killed her. No, he killed her. Then went to the funeral and just threw the body in the air. You better part ways. You better make way. Did anybody mm. get that on video? No, I wish that I wish the hell they did. I would. I do too. I would have got it on video. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? The? <laughs> hey, let, let me check. Okay, this is how bad I am. I, I feel kind of guilty about this. All right, today, I you know I went to like a little event. It was like a little cookout, but it was a cookout for people like who was like living in recovery. It was a nice party. It was it was. Can it you was, define it was recovery? Is this like yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, you know, who are in active addiction but are in like recovery. It was a nice party. Like it had like um, you know, food. You know, it was like hot dogs, hamburgers, like chicken. It was like it was really good. People was cool. They was jamming with the music. Everybody was up dancing. And I, you know, I had this thought. It's like you know what would make this party really lit? Some alcohol. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god. I was like, that's I. I, I'm terrible. I know I'm, I'm terrible, but that's that was my thought. That's the first thought I had. So I, I, I felt kind of guilty about that. I said, "Oh, you that's, should. That's wrong. That, that's you should. actually terrible." I know it's terrible. That's why they. But it, it was a nice terrible. event. It was a nice event. But Sir, I just had to I'm tell you. I'm trying to say it was a nice event. Now after- <laughs> I know but it would it have been lit with some like some some bourbon up in that joint. Oh my that god. Been good. <laughs> okay, I have a confession. I have a confession. Oh. Okay, two things. So one, you told that story, Dries. I actually have a friend who is now a substance abuse counselor in Baltimore. Uh, you've actually met him, but uh, I hope that he was not at the event where you were uh, having those pro-alcoholic thoughts um, at the at the recovery picnic. That's one. Uh, two, y'all know about the Nookie Readers, right? Y'all know it's a lot of oh, yeah, alcohol. They're famous. They're famous. That is correct. 
And I've had a hard time finding that tequila lately. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's, Mex- it's, Me- it's from Mexico, so it's probably a shipping logistics and like a tariff thing. But uh, let me know. I'll uh, see if I'll be on the lookout for you. And I'll, I'll I will you trade you your magic elixir, a bottle of that, for a bottle of the tequila. Okay. Um, I have two full. Okay. okay. All so, right, all right. That sounds okay, like a plan. Sorry, I interrupted your story. Continue. That's all right. So y'all know the power of the Nookie Reader, right? Okay. So um, let's just say that I went to a party and, you know, I was requested to make uh, several pictures of Nookie Readers. And Wait, somebody, one, that's wrong. Like one picture of Nookie Reader is enough for a whole party. He's going to make several. Make several pictures? What was you trying to do? So it was split up by about eight people, maybe eight that to ten enough. people you, oh, for sorry. one picture. Okay. But... Uh, Oh so, God, that's so, too much. So as I was making the third picture, uh, Three one of the guests, pictures? yeah, this is Three it was a long thing. Pictures. It was like a whole afternoon from like noon to six. Okay, but, but <laughs> when I was making the third picture, somebody from the party came over to me, and they were like, "Did you give such and such one of these?" They called it a margarita. Oh, they didn't call Lord. it a nookie reader. They're like, oh, did Lord. you give such and such a nookie reader? And I was like, yeah. I was just like, everybody's drinking. What's the problem? All over 21, no teenagers, no nothing like that. All grown folks, clearly. Oh, um, no. They pulled, me, they pulled me to the side and told me that the person was a recovering alcoholic. Oh, no, no, don't tell okay. me. Oh, but how look. would you know that, though? Exactly. It's like, y'all well, need to tell me when I, you see me mixing this shit up. <laughs> bringing three pitches of margarita like wow after i mean tell me after the before i start to mix it or after the first one don't tell me after the third one so uh so, yeah, we- here's my thought about that though i actually was thinking about that well not as much now because clearly we're not having as many work in-person work things now but every company that I've ever worked for every kind of social event it revolves around alcohol and there's an open it bar. does it does and so these are not environments that people who are not drinking, especially like people who are struggling with like substance addiction, alcohol, whatever, they don't need to be in that kind of environment. And yeah, you can provide like mocktails and all that kind of thing. But if I'm a recovering alcoholic and you got mocktails over here and a full open bar in front of me, or I don't have to pay for shit and you will pay for my ride home, like that's rough. And, and don't I let the mocktail be the same color. Yeah, yeah, and don't let the mocktail be the same color as the cocktail because you can switch up Get real quick. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that any company has ever really, really deeply thought about that, but they should because I'm sure, like, if it were me, I just wouldn't go. But then you miss out on those network opportunities that happen at those, like, parties. Yeah, you do. I, I was at one company that, that was trying to address that. Like, people had brought that up. And it's like, why is everything we do around drinking? And, like, you know, and so they try to do other activities and stuff like that, too, where you can network and connect with people but not center on drinking. But you're right, T-Petty. That is, like, a go-to for a lot of, a lot of companies and organizations. Yeah, 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 and the way some of them act after they get a few drinks in them, whew, they should yeah. probably stick to serving Kool-Aid because it's a lot of stuff that goes down at these <laughs> companies. A lot. A uh, lot. 
Like just what happened in that car with the contraction of that sexually transmitted disease. For one, people get a little get a little juice and then they get a little loose. You know what I mean? So they let the juice loose. And I ain't talking about Orenthal James in the airport either. Dries Elbow, um, there is a new innovation that's uh, taking place. And I wanted you to assess this. So we've been to the arena and t you've been there too, where the Washington Wizards play. You um, own or rent a suite for the season, and you primarily use it at night when it's game night. The Wizards have made available to its suite owners the suite during the day. You can come in, use it as an office space. They have whiteboards, uh, big computer boards. They have, uh, you know, the big uh, monitors that can show up to 100 people on a, a Zoom call, those types of things. And people can actually come in, work, get lunch, have networking opportunities without alcohol, I do believe, and um, eat and uh, have team building exercises. So they are uh, giving them access to their suites during the day. What do you think about that? And would you take part in one of those uh, activities at a suite uh, at an arena? You know, anytime they do stuff like that, people are going to have sex in the suite. <laughs> that's, that, that's where it's going to go. That that's that, that's going to go. Like, just like you gave people the internet. Like, here's the internet access to all the knowledge in, in the world and what people use them for? Porn. So that's, that's what they're going to use them sweets for. Watch. They're, they're going to wind up closing them down in about six months. Six months. Six yeah. months. They're going to have to close them down. It's going to be like a hotel yeah. back and forth. No, wait, no, wait. Like, for, for, for instance, like everybody working doing today. So who's who going to be in the sweets but people who ain't working? And they, and they got time on their hands. And when you got time on your hands in the middle of the day, what do you think you're going to do? Oh, and this, we, oh, this is a new space. It's a whole arena we got here. Yeah. Okay. You're about to get it. Well, I okay. won't be going in any of those suites again without okay. a black light. Okay, they have rules and regulations for this. There's about 100 suites. You have to fill out the paperwork and say that you're coming this day and you know, the whole night. And it's like a team building thing. Like somebody has to be responsible from the company that generally owns the suites. Some of them will be individual suite owners, but they're looking more for their corporate clients uh, to go ahead and use that space, T-Petty. So T-Petty, from a corporate standpoint, would you use the suite for team building exercises, uh, external office space, uh, et cetera? And then they're saying that, you know, when basketball season is over, or, or excuse me, when basketball season comes back or hockey season comes back, then people will come to work like around noonish, work, and then stay for the game, you know, food, beverages, et cetera. I mean, I think it's a good idea for those who do want to participate in like team building activities. That would encourage more people to come and probably different groups of people to mix and mingle. So I don't, I don't have but, but, Okay, now, like, I, like we, we all been in suites before. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about it's nice because you in the suite and it's there at the game. But the suites ain't that nice. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just a room. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's less nice than a conference room at work. Office space is just a room. I know that's what I'm saying. It ain't no perk other than like it's inside the arena. That means you, you all got to get up and go to the arena, get inside the arena, park, whatever, and go all the way in the arena for space that is no better than your office conference room. But, right. The only but, thing that makes the space special is the game is going on and people is there and other people can't get in. Like, and it's feeling exclusive. Okay. 
So, but it's not just for the space. So there are a couple things to think about though. So for those of us whose offices are not near where we are and the arenas are, and you want that co-worker interaction, I don't personally need it. Like I'm, I'm cool. I can stay at the crib. I don't need to interact with the people I work with. But there are these extroverted people who want to go to some common space with their coworkers and hang out. And that's what they would use it for. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, we'll see. I, this I, catch- it's, it's like the break room to me. If you, if you look at the average suite, that joke is just an open space. It got some fridge and it's got some seats. And it might have a couple TVs in there. That's that's literally it. That's that's the basic suite. And you can get that anywhere. I'd rather go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. They at least got like pool table. They got other little stuff that I can go to the bar. I can sit at the table. Like that sweet. It's pretty boring. The game ain't going on. It's interesting. It's interesting. So we'll see if this catches on. I'm not sure this is a one of a kind uh, sort of idea, but I'm sure that, um, you know, suite owners will be uh, asking uh, other uh, buildings as well um, during down periods. And even when the seasons come back in uh, for the sports in their but, arena. You know, you know what they're getting ready to do? They get ready to, to, to divide that up. You got the suite in the evening, and then we're going to sell it again during the day. That's, no, no, that's no. What they they, they, they no. test I, I, no, I, I know what you're saying. They got now the whole, it's your suite for the whole time. But if this is successful, they're going to say, like, we're going to take a suite, and you got the day suite owners, and you got the evening suite owners. And we'll clean it in between, and it'll be sanitized. But that's double the suites that we can sell. You better believe that's going to happen. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll have to be uh, on the lookout for that, man. But we'll see if it uh, catches on like wildfire. It's a pretty innovative idea, pretty smart. So even if they just get the residual on the food, et cetera, uh, it's like uh, added extra income for those uh, for those arenas. So we'll see what's up. Uh, you listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. This is episode 99-0, the march to episode 100 continues. This is after party number 23. Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. T. Petty, let's go uh, into the news uh, and current events uh, section. Uh, these damn January 6 hearings. I watched the uh, opening one that they had in primetime, and uh, this shit has just continued to devolve. Uh, give us the cliff notes and what have you seen uh, in terms of what uh, you've watched uh, as far as the hearings are concerned. So I have watched the first two. There was another one today and I was in meetings all day. So I will watch that one probably later tonight or tomorrow. First off, hats off to the committee because the way they are building the narrative is compelling. It's compelling stuff. So what we are seeing, some of it we already knew from those goddamn idiots doing what they did in front of the world, plus the things that they did on their cell phones that they recorded and then posted to social media. So a lot of what we saw, but there was quite a bit of information that we had not yet seen. So testimony from that female Capitol um, police officer, I forgive me, I can't remember her name, the first day of the hearing. Um, so I thought that was very smart. I'm sure the committee probably, well, maybe Benny did. But putting a blonde haired, blue eyed, little skinny white girl up there to talk about her fellow Americans attacking her, knocking her ass unconscious, banging her head into the concrete steps. 
uh, I thought that was very effective because we know how people react to crying white women. Um, it was very effective, the, the opening statements that um, he gave, as well as Liz Cheney, who, although she is still trash, let's be clear, but she is really, really good on this committee and her role on this committee. Um, them splicing in like the video depositions from Bill Barr, from Ivanka Trump, from Jared Kushner's punk ass, um, from everybody that like Republicans in Trump world and like traditional Republicans who also are trash, but like people considered mainstream Republicans before this current batch of insanity these last few years, they are burying them, burying them in facts. And I, I think the important thing here is not that they are working to change anybody's mind, because if you have a brain, you saw what happened, but it's to build the narrative so that we, the public, understand in full what happened and in many ways what is still happening um, and the, like, the depths to which they sank and the bullshit that they were up to. It is must-see TV. It really, really is. And so there are, I believe, going to be seven total hearings and we are three in and I'm just like, when is the next one? Who is going to come out next to tell us something that we don't know? So apparently in the hearing today, Trump called Mike Pence a pussy and said he was a, a punk ass bitch for not doing what he wanted him to do. For sure, he, he, they, yep, that came out today. I mean, so uh, it is very, very interesting to watch and also to realize just how craven and trash these Republicans are because there is no way on God's green earth that you're going to sick a bunch of thousands of crazy ass people on me where I work. And do you think if they found those fools, they would have differentiated between a Democrat and Republican? They was about to string them all up if they had gotten their hands on any of them. And Mike Pence, he was trying to get you lynched, sir, and you still won't speak out against him other than these mild-mannered statements, President Trump was wrong about the election. Get the fuck out of here. I would have been telling everything that I knew, but I have principles and I wouldn't have worked for those motherfuckers in the first place. <laughs> but it is very, very compelling. So if you have not watched it, you need to get on uh, YouTube. The videos are all there. I prefer PBS because I don't get all the partisan bullshit from any of the other channels. I just want straight facts. And PBS is doing a great job at that. So yeah, y'all need to be watching. This shit's crazy. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate that assessment. Drees, what have you seen? And uh, what are your you know sort of takeaways uh, from the, the hearing so far? You know, when I think about the January 6th hearings, what pops in my head is them bastards, them lines, just conniving bastards. I'm talking about T-Pad, you got to watch today. So today it was all about the, the focused effort to get Mike Pence to either throw out the votes Mm -hmm. or either postpone the vote and, and send it back to the states to decide. Like, it was a concerted camp campaign to do that, methodical campaign to do that. 
developing the legal underpinnings to do that, to convince Mike Pence to do that. And it's supporting it in all kinds of legal ways. And so they was running around talking to everybody, trying to make this argument. And people was like, y'all, it's crazy. This don't make any sense. And they still pushing it, trying to get people to jump on the bandwagon. So you watch it today, it's all about like that, that pressure on Mike Pence and how they, how they thought about it and went about doing it. And it was cold and it was calculating. And it, it's, it's scary. Like this was almost hijacked, you know, democracy. Like democracy was about to be done. It was, it was on the ropes. So this, and, my, so this is my thing about that though. They all knew between November 6th and January 6th what was happening. But instead of any of those motherfuckers speaking out and saying this motherfucker right here is crazy and the people around him are crazy, they didn't say shit. They quit. Like Bill Barr quit in December. A lot of them didn't quit until after January the 6th. Mike Pence to this day has not opened his mouth to say a goddamn thing. So I don't feel one bit of sympathy for him being under pressure. You should have told him, suck my dick and went on national TV and told everything that you knew. That's what they well, should have done. Yeah, t Penny, the thing I didn't like about today and about this whole thing was like Mike Pence, they, they trying to make it look like he was a hero that stood no, so tall and the thing. No. I was like, that's your job. That's right, like you, don't get, you saying, don't like, get credit for doing yeah. what the fuck you're supposed to do. You, you don't get credit, but that's like me saying, well, I ain't murder nobody. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you a wonderful human being. You didn't murder anybody. It's like, that is the expectation. Exactly. Was, so, yeah, but it was like, the, the hearings before were like, you know, here's what happened that day of, January 6th, and how crazy that was. That was crazy, but that was just that, that day of and the crowd and all that that they hyped up and kind of pushed towards that to this riot and this insurrection. But what today was, was the methodical campaign behind the scenes to subvert the election. Mm -hmm. And it was cold and calculating. And that was even more scary than that crowd, you know, knocking down, you know, the doors of the Capitol and breaking windows and trying to grab people and put them in the gallows. Like that was the surface of it, but what was underneath it was this concerted, legal effort and campaign to either throw all the votes out or kick it back to the states mm-hmm. so they get the decision they want. Yep. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. The thing that hit home for me was the video. Like I've seen some of the videos, but some of those angles, you see exactly what's going on. That's the shit that we talk about happens in other countries. Happened right here, January 6th. And like you said, T. Petty, uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, Takes him a little time to get his shit together. But once he got that shit together, all facts and everything, check out. Very compelling case. And he's not done. He's been watching the hearings. And um, there's some more shit that's going to come from this. But uh, we'll see how this goes. But uh, the the hearings have been very, very compelling. They have been. And if you have not been watching, y'all need to watch. Y'all really, really do. Because this is something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Juice, we're going to shift the focus just for a second. Washington Commander's defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, said that he compared the Black Lives Matter protest in the aftermath of George Floyd's death, saying that there were buildings set ablaze and civil unrest. However, he called the January 6th insurrection domestic terrorist event a palooza. 
just a quote unquote dust up. Assess Jack Del Rio's comments. That man worked for an organization called the Commandos that was formerly had a, a even more, a, a, just a racist name, right? And so that don't surprise me that that's coming from there and all the stuff that's been happening there. That's what they do. And I, and part of it is like, I I wouldn't put it past it to be calculated for them to say something like that because they're trying to speak to a certain base of folks because part of that is in a fan base. So you can say stuff like that and the fan base, they, they you know, they still going to be there. That might even be that struggle for the commandos. Mm, mm, mm. T. Patty, they were saying that Jack Del Rio's comments for some might be the nail in the coffin for the command. Now, bro, are you saying commandos it's like you ain't wearing no drawers? Or it's actually commanders. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's commandos. I call them commandos because it's like the, the old movie back in the day. It was like oh. commando movie. That's, okay. that's that's what I think of like that. I thought you were saying commando. commandos like you wasn't wearing no drawers. Well, so that, that's probably them too. Okay, okay. <laughs> T. Petty, Jack Del Rio opened his mouth. They saying in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia that this might be the straw that broke the camel's back and that the um, governments in those two states and is it a commonwealth may uh, not, uh, they're just, everybody, all these lawmakers are giving two thumbs down on financing uh, for a new stadium. Talk about that, but talk yeah, more right. specifically about uh, Jack Del Rio's uh, comments. So they ain't gonna do shit. They endured the Snyder's racism for all these fucking years. They ain't not gonna do nothing about no damn Jack Del Rio saying in his uh, insurrectionist 2000 sunglasses, blue blockers, saying that what happened on January 6th was a dust up. He came, I think he apologized or uh, the head coach was like, yeah, that was some bullshit. He's been reprimanded and fined $100,000. That'll be enough for these politicians to go ahead and vote to spend billions of dollars to build them another damn stadium. Um, but what he said, I mean, what do we expect racists to say? Of course, that's what he said. And mm. I'm not surprised by any of it. And he's, there are millions of people who feel the exact same way. What's the big deal? Black lives matter. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Whiteness is exhausting, and it's going to be the death of us all. And you know, the, uh, the other thing too, like the, the commandos—you can call them commanders. I call them commandos. <laughs> the commandos. They did, the, the other thing they did, right, was like, okay, you, you know, like uh, the Dallas Cowboys, right? Like they tapped into the myth of America with like this cowboy myth, right? That everybody loves with Americans. They they brand themselves America's team. What the commandos did—they said we're just going to take all the branches of the military. And we're going to take the military, militaristic tendencies of America and then condense that down into a, a, a team. And like, that's the ethos that we're going to go with. Right. And as you got this, this rise in like um, these paramilitary kind of, um, you know, militias in different states. And that's what they chose to do. Right. So they're going to say some crazy stuff like that. Right. Because we, they, they military base. And I know they try to do it for like, Washington and like where it is and the different bases around there, but they're tapping into something deeper and darker than just the military. So it's, you're going to get a lot of that coming out of there now. Jack Del Rio, T. Petty did offer up that bullshit ass apology. Um, people only apologize after they get called out on some bullshit. Cause if they wouldn't have talked to him, he wouldn't apologize for shit. And 
man, you got a football coach. Like, who in the hell is the reporter that asked him about this? Man, just go ahead and just coach your, your off-season you know, off training activities or whatever it is, man. I wouldn't even answer no question like this. Like, no matter what you say, it's not going to come out the right way. And dare I say that people don't care about what athletes or celebrities, for the most part, think about general shit that impacts human beings on a day-to-day basis. Um, this is an example of people in the limelight that just need to learn how to shut the fuck up. This is a prime example of people who shouldn't be in the fucking limelight because they're terrible fucking people. Like he's a racist and he is the coach of a sport where more than half of the athletes are black. Would you want to work for that motherfucker after he says some shit like that? Mm. Absolutely not. So he don't even need a job or he need to go and work wherever the other insurrectionists work in the fucking coal mines or whatever they're doing. We got to check into his uh, bio and see where this guy is from. But uh, I mean, his last name is Del Rio. He would have been also somebody they'd be looking to string up next. Don't mm. get it twisted, Jack. Absolutely. Absolutely. T. Petty, uh, Joe is going over. Uncle Joe, President Joe Biden, going over to Saudi Arabia to talk with the Crown Prince and OPEC and them trying to get a break on these oil prices. Will this be successful? Wait, who, who going over there? Uncle Joe, Joe Biden. So I assume he's trying to reverse uh, what the Orange Menace did. Must have been around this time last year where he got Russia and OPEC nations to reduce uh, oil production by like 9 million barrels a day or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's part, part of it. And this is what he should be doing. But... I mean, let's be clear. The price gouging is really what's going on here. Like there are no factors at play that would um, lead us to having gas at $6 a gallon. None, none whatsoever. Like they, uh, I saw an analysis of like the barrels per day and the cost for them to like refine it and do what they need to do. Like those have been relatively stable. So <clears throat> there is nothing <laughs> that is that would lead to prices essentially tripling in less than six months other than greed. That's literally what it is. I don't want to hear shit about inflation because that's not the only cause of, of these prices that we're seeing. It's greed, but nobody's going to do anything about it. Like they try to pass a bill in out of Congress and you know who voted against it. Well, at the same time, talking about how high the gas prices are. They're crazy. It is a conundrum. It is a conundrum. Uh, Sir, I hesitate to pass it over to you, seeing as though that you don't think that Joe Biden is going to be successful (laughs) in his, uh, you know, re-campaign. But uh, Joe is going to Saudi Arabia to talk to OPEC and them trying to get some breaks on these oil prices. Look, I'm. I'm with T Petty on this one. Like, it ain't much, it ain't much he can do, but he gotta do something, right? He gotta show, like, look, I'm busy. I'm over here, I'm talking to people, I'm trying to get the get the prices down. So, you know, he I, I hate to say it, but he's just kind of going for show for the most part. Oh, so it, it looks like he, you're doing something. Now you know I, you sound like a blue dog democrat. I, I gotta tell you, you sound no, like Joe I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, T Petty, that's that like okay, he is what stuck in a he is stuck in a game that he just has to play out. And that's the only way you can play it out. Because it's like, if, if you do nothing, P- 
people are going to look at you like, why you ain't doing nothing? And so you get up and you go over there, you start talking to people, but you already know T. Petty. It's price gouging. It's this other stuff. You over there talking to OPEC and them. Ain't really going to make that big of a difference, but you got to go do it because people want to see you trying to do something. So that's that's all I'm saying. And, you know, he, he kind of stuck in this box right now. Uh, he got to show like he's doing something, even though it may or may not really impact it, but the show is important. But uh, he, he's in a tough spot right now. He's in a tough spot. Something got to break for him pretty soon. And, you know, he's getting some help with the January 6th kind of thing because, like, they're doing a masterful job with that and kind of laying that out. And they're giving him a bit of a break to kind of maneuver a little bit. But he, they got to put the White House got to pull off a win. They need a, a big win on something because they're getting pummeled. Uh, useless facts. There are 42 U.S. gallons in a barrel. That's one barrel of oil. 42 gallons. I know you guys would like to have a barrel of bourbon. That's 42 gallons. I don't know how many liters that is, but that's I wonder that. how much a, a barrel of bourbon is. So you can buy a barrel at the at you know like at Jim Beam or you know any place. You can you buy the actual barrel, but not a, a with, with with stuff in it. No, yeah, they'll sell you the barrel. You got enough then, money. <laughs> and they burn, they burn your, yeah, they'll burn your name in the barrel. They'll age it for you and then they'll bottle it up and they'll either ship it to you or if you live close enough to the plant, um, the distillery, you can just come and pick your shit up. What? Yeah. I gotta think about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's one. The other thing, uh, Cracker Barrel, that is, it's just not a restaurant. It actually was a thing. Um, before they had like wax paper and put the crackers in the box, they would sell the crackers in a barrel and it was very unsanitary. There would be like weevils and, you know, bugs and shit. You wanted to get the shit off the top of the barrel because at the bottom of the barrel where the bugs was, sometimes you have rats and shit, but people would eat that shit and then they put it in the wax paper and put it in so, the box. So, so they're so they bringing that back? No, <laughs> like, no. Like, I, like, I, I want you to bring I hope that the back. hell not. No, no, no. <laughs> No, but yeah, that's how they used to sell. Go get this barrel full of crackers. They used to sell crackers by the barrel, thus the phrase cracker barrel, and it was very uh, unsanitary. You're listening to episode 99-0 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Our march towards 100 episodes continues. Digital Gumbo Podcast is a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Idris Elbow, our Independence Day is coming up on June 19th. Tell me what Juneteenth means to you. So I have a, I have a new appreciation for Juneteenth. Now that the president made a national holiday. Not not because he made a national holiday, but when he did that, he almost like stole Juneteenth from us, I feel like. Like they stole Juneteenth from us. Like before it was something that we celebrated that we we knew about and we enjoyed and we could have it in peace. Now that they done like made it a national holiday, it's all kind of crazy stuff happening with it now. Like you got people who ain't never done no Juneteenth celebration before trying to plan one. And it's almost like uh, like you're invading a sacred space, right? It's like, it's like 
McDonald's trying to plan a June a Juneteenth celebration, right? Or you get like Walmart now. Let's let's get some paper 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 napkins and plates and put all kind of crazy stuff on it. So it kind of almost like cheapens it in a bit. So I I I'm like I'm appreciating it more. I was like I didn't realize how much I appreciated Juneteenth, and not everybody knew about it or knew what it was, and it was something. Black folks kind of celebrated on their own and they, they left us alone for a while. But now they like encroaching on that. So I, I have a, a, a newfound, I don't know, affection of it or, or like a desire to want to protect it that I, that I haven't had before. Okay. Okay. I can understand that. I think uh, if I could uh, use license, you're likening Juneteenth to your favorite underground rapper and then the industry discovered said underground rapper and then they went mainstream but they really wasn't like you know representing when they was like they was when they was underground is that fair i, I think that's that's an, a, a a good assessment of it but it's, it's okay. something even more sacred about it okay it's, it okay. is like it's been it was been a sacred space for black people to celebrate to like recognize to see see one another and now that it's other folks are stepping into that space. It's, it feels like a, a violation. So it's like, it's going to take a while to reconcile that. I can dig it. T. Petty, Juneteenth 2022 or Juneteenth in general, what does it mean to you? So I feel two ways about it. I'm glad that it's a federal holiday because a lot of us can then take it off like it should be. Um, but I do agree with Dries in that, um, it being like corporatized and monetized. Like we saw a great example of that, of the great Satan, AKA Walmart and that fuck ass Juneteenth ice cream. Um, like a great example of you being in black people's business and you don't need to be. Um, <clears throat> I do think it is an opportunity for people to like really learn the history of this ridiculous ass country but it places black people in the position once again of having to educate, which is tiresome. So um, I have conflicting feelings about it for me and my own like personal celebration or commemoration of Juneteenth. I'm gonna still do what I do. So, you know, we have a group of friends that have, is planning a, like a cookout and being around black people, like just, soaking it in because y'all know black people love a good celebration and as much bullshit as we go through on a day-to-day -day, sometimes hour-to-hour -hour basis it is something so restful about being in the presence of our people and just relaxing and it's just us so we don't need to lose that just because there's a federal holiday now they will try to do their best to fuck it up for us but we can resist all of that. Like we resist most of the bullshit that they do. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a fair assessment. Fair assessment. Uh, I agree. Happy uh, and thankful for the day off. Um, also, take a little time uh, to reflect and uh, see what's up. May or may not the cookout, but uh, um, I love the company of our people. Um, flaws and all. We all got character flaws, uh, and just to see us despite all the challenges that we have to get together 
you know, and, um, you know, just uh, enjoying ourselves, just being right. Like we can't do nothing in this country. Right. But when you have those moments, especially on holidays, especially summer holidays, something about summer holidays, especially we can get together, play your music and just be yourself. Just be a black person in America, not being judged, not being looked at, just being. That is the best part of any celebration, Juneteenth and, and all summer holidays included. It makes you think back and harken back to holidays of the past when the world was a lot less complicated. And so, yeah, so that's what Juneteenth uh, means to me. So uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and leave that there. Um, T. Petty, you want to start this off? Hit me with a final four, a shout out, a prediction, final thoughts or flowers. Okay, so I'm going to do a shout out and I'm going to do a shout out to who? Black people. Hey, we're amazing. Have a bomb ass Juneteenth, however you choose to commemorate and celebrate. If you don't want to be around the whites, then don't be. Uh, if you work for a company where they are following the federal holiday, use it. Uh, take it off and enjoy. If you have to take a floating holiday, go ahead and do that. But go and do something blackity black, 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 because we deserve. Shout out to all black people, except for like uh, that fool running for the Senate down in Georgia, because he's trying. You know, before we get to you, Dries, <laughs> I was about to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, except for Herschel Walker. But oh, um, because he don't raise a fuck ass dude just like him. Because gonna... tragic, a tragic mulatto. Uh, T. Patty beat me uh, to the punch on that, but uh, we'll we'll get to, to Father's Day in just a second. Drees, final thought, flowers, uh, a shout out or a prediction. All right, I got to give a shout out to Mrs. Idris Elbow. It was her birthday this week. So Happy birthday. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a birthday. So we, we've been celebrating like all week. We went out to the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. So that was pretty good. And then we're going to see, um, what's my girl's name? Um, Samara Joy. Um, young sister, who sounds like uh, Sarah Vaughn, Billie Holiday. Um, we're going to go check her out um, this weekend at a little jazz spot. So happy birthday to Mrs. Elbows. Happy belated birthday to Mrs. Elbow, man. Enjoy yourselves. Man, have y'all drinks, get y'all dinner on, enjoy your con man, just celebrate for the rest of the summer, man. That's what's up. We 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 post pan well post pandemic all now, but uh definitely uh, enjoy yourself, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh I have uh flowers. Uh one Juneteenth. Uh if the family or people of my L pronounce it, is there an N in Juneteenth? And is there an F T H at the end of Juneteenth? T Petty, definitely yes or no? F T H. Okay. Dries, you say That's yes, T. Petty. Juneteenth, is there an N in there? And is there a TH at the end? Of course there's an N in there. There is not a teeth at the end. It's no, I'm saying... I'm T. Petty, there is an F in Juneteenth. 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 Ooh, y'all are exhausting. So Juneteenth. there's not, but I mean, <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Ebonics Jun is another language, let's be clear. It's That's very, clear. very... That is true. That is true. Yeah. Juneteenth. So, Basically, we can do whatever the hell we want to. Okay, okay. Um, I had another thought, but uh, tragically, I have forgot what it is. This is uh, not a good thing, but uh, I did remember who my flowers are for. This oh, is, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
I, you were going to talk about Father's Day or did we just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to <laughs> say thank you, T. Petty, my okay. right-hand woman. Awesome. <laughs> um, I would like to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, including Adris Elbow, uh, all the dads that put up with these kids and um, the dads that love and show love and are loving and all the things that they do. Um, especially uh, people of our ilk get a bad rap because people say that they are not involved in their kids' lives. And actually, recent studies that I've heard about and seen show that men of color are actually more involved in their children's lives than they get credit for. So I'd just like to give a shout out to all dads, but especially black dads who are out there doing the right thing. So take a bow, Idris Elbow, and all the good dads out there. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers, except Herschel Walker. Okay. All right. Um, I've gotten off my soapbox for this. Uh, today is what? June 16th, right? June 16th is a, is a significant date. And you guys may not be aware of this. June 16th, 1971, the birth date of Tupac Amaru Shakur, who, if he was alive today, would be 51 years old. So his music lives with us, endures with us. Um, a poet of the highest honor, uh, just not a rapper, an MC. And, uh, you know, we just want to say a happy birthday to Tupac. T. Petty, give me a thought about Tupac and or give me your favorite Tupac song. Oh, favorite Tupac song. Uh, eh, I don't know. Let me think about that one. But I used to love Tupac. And I, of course, the raging debate when both he and Biggie were still alive, which one do you want love more? Which one is better? When I was younger, it was definitely Tupac for me. Definitely, like, definitely. Um, the older I get, the more is Biggie. But love, still love them both. Um, my favorite Tupac song. I mean, this is kind of a mess. I love Can Can You Get Away. Like, I love this song so, okay. so much. Um, but I remember when he got shot, I was... 22 I believe oh, wow. and I was actually in a record store on Montgomery Road buying his CD actually when I heard the news believe it or not uh his All Eyes on Me CD um which is an album that I love to this day hmm. so I am uh still like still feel a little a little pang every year when this anniversary comes around the anniversary of his death um his what would have been his birthday for him and for biggie like they were both so young they were in their mid-20s early to mid-20s when they yeah, were 24 murdered. and 25 respectively um, if i'm not mistaken like, think about how little we knew when we were that age our brains are not even done cooking at those ages yeah so we uh we lost a lot with both of them and then um but thankfully we do have their music which is timeless you can put any of those on today and still they both they all bang all of them so <sighs> still miss them to this day but we do have something to remember them by that's what's up Dries elbow 
Give me your favorite Tupac memory or your favorite Tupac song. All right. And they, they all go together, right? So I, I'm going to, it's two, really. It's two. I got to give you two. So the first is Hail Mary. And so, like, that is just so vivid. Like, I remember, like, hearing that song and being around friends and just, like, it's just, like, you know, how you have, like, the soundtrack of, like, your youth and your life. Like, that's one of, that's one of them. But then, um, like, lately, it's, like, Dear Mama. Because mm. I, I was, like, um, over to a friend's house, um, and then they, they started playing the, um, uh, where he got the sample from. Right? Yo, like sample, uh, yeah, yo, yo sample, yo in my wildest dreams. In my wildest dreams. And yeah. that came on, and I was like, oh my God, that's like Dear Mama. And just thinking about like that connection and just as a, a artist, a musician, and how he was borrowing, but like pulling from like deep places to make something even deeper or like meaningful for, for, for him and a, another generation. So like that's, that's the two that I kind of think of. That That's artistry and then that ability to connect and just like soundtrack of life. That's what's up. Uh, Tupac was a revolutionary, uh, you know, so like uh, there's a thing called the price of fame, right? Like uh, when you're a high profile individual, especially in the entertainment industry, they can set up a lot of shit to frame shit to make you look a certain way. And uh, Tupac was not part of that. I think uh, toward the end of his life, even though we didn't even know it was the end of his life, you sort of saw him start to pull away with the uh, Don Caluminati uh, album, uh, et cetera. And, um, you know, was really starting to, uh, I think, uh, ascend to his, his proper place as uh, a revolutionary, uh, perhaps, you know, uh, as a father and a family man, and was really trying to get away from this uh, uh, beef that uh, the media had uh, put together as far as hip hop is concerned. So, Again, uh, a life uh, snuffed out, but we won't uh, ever forget his uh, legacy. And then my favorite song, when you take Tupac's Rhymes, Dr. Dre's production, and Stevie Wonder's harmonica, So Many Tears. That's my favorite Tupac song. When you wow. listen to that real loud wow. and you hear that voice, the, just the way that that song is composed and put together, it is a crazy song, and it and it just uh, drums up a lot of feelings in me. So, yes, So Many Tears, that is my favorite Tupac song. want to give a, a shout-out to my cousin James, who is uh, a big, big Tupac fan, and uh, he uh, he just uh, he loves Tupac as well. So I definitely want to give uh, my cousin uh, James a, a shout-out. Well, listen, we have put it all together. We touched all five cornerstones. We're wrapping up episode 90 countdown again to episode 100 is continuing it is going to be epic we having daily well not daily but we having weekly meetings um, about what we want to do and uh, put this together we want to um, you know just let you know that summer is back and we might not be uh, continuing on this furious weekly pace as far as the podcast is concerned it's going to be some weeks where you have to listen back and harken back to some past episodes in our library. Yes, there are two R's in library and I pronounce them both. Thank you very much. It's very, very. Library. And, um, but uh, nonetheless, we are working on episode uh, 100. So we want you to enjoy your summer, but uh, don't forget about us. You can take us on the road with you, take us in the car. You can put us on the headphones at the beach. You don't want to blast us or nothing like that. You may offend people that are around you. Um, but uh, nonetheless, we are here for you all 90 episodes strong. So again, Digital Gumbo Podcast, a podcast all about news, current events, 
race, culture, and politics. We're available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, excuse me, download, follow, rate, review, and share our podcast today. We need to we uh, just continue and uh, thank you for referring us uh, to your friends and, and they catch on and they listen. And uh, our, our ratings are showing that. Again, download, follow. You can take those episodes on the go with you. Download, follow, rate, and review, especially on Apple, and share them with a friend today. This was a very efficient use of our time. It was an after party, but it was very thought provoking. I'm very proud of the both of you, T. Petty and Idris Elmo. Thank you. Proud of you too, Milk. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Gold stars all around. Um, is there anything else I left out or anything else you guys want to add? Um, I know that we are waiting for this pregame to start on game six of the NBA Finals. T. Petty, I know you're a basketball fan. We do got a couple extra minutes. You got a TV show you want to recommend? No, I, I got a, I got a shout out. Producer E2 for yes. always keeping us, keeping us sounding good and holding it down. Producer E, number one, Ichiban, my man. Thank you, homeboy. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. T. Petty? Thanks, E. Thanks, E. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, yeah, so we will be uh, back next time. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's summer. We, uh, I'm, I'm about to open a, a pool. I'm going to get a pool in the backyard. I'm not going to charge admission or nothing. It might be small where you just put your feet in the water and, like, touch the sand like one of those. Is that What kind of box is that called? It's like the thing with the little rake and the... Uh, and, oh, like the Zen garden, like the, the Zen, Zen sand that's garden. That's what it's going to be, <laughs> Zen garden, just like that. And if you get drinks with your Zen garden, you can Zen the hell out. You just think about some stuff. Just look up at the clouds and the blue sky and think about, you know, your shit. And that's going to be my Zen garden. I'm going to open that up uh, right after 4th of July. So we'll see what's up. Um, without any further ado, if nothing else... Y'all, we are out of here. I will see y'all on episode number 91 next time. Woo, we on a countdown to the hunting. That's what's Woo. up. That's we what's are. We're going to set off fireworks and everything. Call the goddamn fire commissioner because we about to let me, let me stop. <laughs> Capital Area podcasters arrested after fireworks incident. Story at 11. No, I but no, thank you again, uh, Producer E, and thank you for listening. This is episode 90 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye, y'all. Be safe. Peace out.